Do you think you could fight a chupacabra? Yeah, man? they're small. They've got a little straw that they can suck your blood with. Yeah, I just punt the thing in the head. <laughs> We're good. That Damn, thing's like going that. down. Easy. Yeah, probably wow. the Jersey Devil, too. You that thing's scrawny. The Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil's small. No, it's not. It's like my height. No way. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, it I can think fly. the Jersey Devil. Yeah, but it's still small. You think you could fight a bird and win? Yes. Right. I break its neck. I just twist <laughs> oh, it. Oh, God, and this it's thing done. looks weird. Jersey Devil height. It says it's 130 feet. Oh, that's a fucking roller coaster. Why? <laughs> Why would I want who? Wow. Oh, my God. That is so funny. That's honestly probably scarier than the actual Jersey Devil to you. Creatures. Sometimes called the Leeds Devil. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's average height. Oh, they have an average. It's oh. three to seven feet. Three to seven. That's a wide range. So maybe at three feet, you got it. At I'll seven, take a I'm baby Jersey Devil hey, on yeah, any I'll, day. I'll choke out a baby Jersey Devil. That sounds like a euphemism. I mean, apparently, if you make it one, sure. There you go. <laughs> God. Who do you think you could fight? There's no way you could take on Bigfoot. That's like the equivalent no, of no, a grizzly no. bear. And I wasn't going to say Bigfoot. I'm not one of these guys that's like, oh, no, yeah, I, know. I could You're fight, very realistic. I could fight a grizzly one-on-one and win. Yeah. It's like, all right, guy. What fucking... about a banshee? Um, A wailing woman? What are their strengths? Being they loud. They fly. What are their weaknesses? These fists. Damn. <laughs> Got him. A fun cryptid to fight would be, ooh, feel like I could really punt a gnome super far away. <laughs> like just gnome trolls. stick in the ground. Leprechauns. Just, yeah. Like a oh, dart. God. You just freaking like throw like a Nerf ball. And it's just, uh, I can throw those things pretty far. Oh, yeah. Get that nice whistle. <laughs> I could just take a gnome, obviously. Loch Ness Monster. Oh, God. The thing is, I can't I can't beat anything in, this, in the ocean. Oh, no. You're done. Yeah. So it's just too much. Yeah, and they've oh got the advantage. God. They're big. <laughs> what? There's a thing called a Loveland frog. Aww, it's cute. a legendary humanoid frog described as standing roughly four feet. It's in Ohio. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh my god, I could Welcome beat that. Welcome to Frog Town. There's a thing called a ninja, which is essentially the legs, but it has like a head on top. <laughs> Ew, I don't That's like a that. little weird. Oh my goodness. See, these ones are too much like Bigfoot, Chupacabra. But the Chupacabra is not big. Uh, let me let me click on the link. They're probably like what? Three feet tall oh, on their hind feet. legs? Like five, maybe? I don't know. Three, three, mind... three to four feet. There you three go. Yeah. Okay. I'm imagining them the size of like a corgi. Welcome back once again, everybody, to the Show Dependent Podcast. The voice you are hearing today is Kayla, and with me, as always, is my handsome, loving, spooky partner, Eddie. Woohoo! Oh, oh my ho. god! Hey, hey! Oh, hi! Oh my god! Hey, how's it going, everyone? It's Eddie here, and I'm turning into a pumpkin. 
And oh God! Just have just having an overall blast because it's fucking spooky season, baby. <laughs> just cue the skeletons like playing their rib cages and freaking. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just like a ghost phasing through walls. Yeah, <laughs> like a headless horseman riding mm-hmm. around, tossing his head at another headless horseman who catches it. Ooh, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Rubber band animation. Just oh, imagine that. It's it's spooky. Spooky season is here and I am excited. How about you? How do you feel about it? You know, in my heart, it's always spooky season. But now that it's starting to cool down in the mornings and evenings a lot more rapidly, Mm. I feel the need to put on my Doc Martens, to wear sweaters, to drink pumpkin spice lattes an excessive Mm. amount of the time. Right. I Honestly, if I could just replace my blood with pumpkin spice for the Mm. next, like, I don't know, three months, I would happily do so. Oh, delicious. Yeah. I mean, spooky season has officially begun. And if you're looking around and thinking, hmm, I don't agree. Well, you're in the minority now because I'm looking mm-hmm. around and I'm seeing spirit Halloween is already up. Oh, yeah. Just much like Christmas has crept into essentially starting November 1st. I think now just yep. the general population is starting to believe and Embrace the spooky season starts September 1st. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So it is time to get a little creepy, to get a little scary. And we're going to just ease into it mm-hmm. with the film. The film. Based on a book that we are talking about today. Yes. Today we are going to be talking about the 2009 film based on the 2002 novella by Neil Gaiman called Coraline. Coraline. Making up a song about Coraline. God, what a banger. I don't know the words, but it's a banger. It is. Woohoo. I love that it's based off a novella. Every time I hear something based off a novella, novella I'm like, it's spicy. A Latin no. soap opera? It's <laughs> a short novel. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, I don't know. And then I'll be honest, it feels kind of pretentious. Oh, you mean a oh, short story? Oh, yeah. Let's Absolutely. call it what it is, all right? I a mean, novella. as somebody who majored in English literature in college, it is very pretentious. <laughs> if Over there's the... one thing that English major people love to do, it's literally label everything and give everything a name. Mm-hmm. Welcome to our TED Talk. Over the next 90 <laughs> minutes, we'll just talk about novella. Should we use it or not? You know, I think a lot of people would agree that we should use it. <laughs> Well, I disagree. Let's get into it, huh? Because Coraline, 2009, we were both alive. But what was going on with us? Mm -hmm. Who's to say? It's time to get into our first segment called the... Meet Cute. It's a meet cute, baby. It's how we met this thing. Ooh. Oh. Wow. Boo. Okay, we officially scared the audience away from (laughs) listening to this podcast. I'll start us off because in 2009, if you've really kept up with the lore of the Show Dependent podcast, you know that <laughs> 2009 was a pretty formative year for your boy, Eddie, because I was graduating high school. And seeing as I was a little piece of shit, 18-year-old kid who is becoming a legal adult, and I was much more into the uh, quote-unquote 18-year-old things, maybe get a little bit of a party on, maybe. all this and that. Had no idea that Coraline was even a thing, to be honest. I I want to say I didn't realize what Coraline was until years later. And I did not watch it until Kayla 
made me watch it. Hey, you're welcome. So I got I gotta say, Coraline for me, our meet cute wasn't until I was a full blown adult, mm. mid twenties. Had a good time, had a blast. Was definitely surprised by some of it. I gotta say, in the rewatch, definitely still confused by some of it. Hopefully, <laughs> we can get there. And either we're just gonna find out that, hey, maybe Coraline is a bit, uh, we'll say the word again, pretentious. A little maybe too quirky for its own good. Uh oh. Wow. Uh oh. Nice. The slander begins. How you feel about it, huh? I feel defensive. <laughs> That's how I feel. Or we're just gonna find out that Eddie's an idiot, which is not not too surprising. You know, I know that uh, <laughs> I miss a lot of things. A lot of things go over my head pretty regularly. We're talking about a man for the majority of his life. I thought that the song "Cruel Summer," when they're saying it's a crew. Crew, crew, summa. I thought they were saying it's a crew, crew, brusona. And I was what like, What the hell does that even mean? And I said the same thing because I was like, This song makes no fucking sense. What the fuck is a brusona? And then Kayla told me what the lyrics were. And I was like, All right. So, Kayla, <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> let's move on from my dumbass. And you can that tell was us. a dump. Uh huh. Oh, hey, sometimes you just got to tell the people. I just got to bring myself down to earth and let everyone know. Hey, I know better than you. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So this was still at the time where I was um, Mormon. Oh, yeah. Yikes Um, on bikes. So this was kind of like a controversial film to go see. Oh, you're being a bad girl. I'm a naughty. What can I say? Mm. I've always been a rebel. It's got a bad habit. Oh, my God. Are you seriously going to bring that joke (laughs) into this? Hey, you know, you're going to bring the slutty nun costume. See you later. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like how you completely derailed my me cute as soon as possible. Hey, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying I'm bringing things around. Uh-huh. Continue. Thank you. So I went and saw this um, movie in theaters with one of my, like, she's a fringe Mormon friend. She was kind of, like, mostly out of it, but still went to church for some reason. Kind of like me. I mean, you were forced. Yeah, I mean, but I was also in the, I was drinking the, the flavor aid, you know? Sure. At, at On some level. Anyway, we went and got to go see this movie, which was pretty rebellious for me because for the longest time in my life, I was terrified of anything scary. Uh-huh. So the fact that I was willing to go see this movie, not only in theaters, but also see it in 3D, that oh. was a big thing for me oh yeah sorry to interrupt again but i forgot this movie's in 3d it's 3d <laughs> whoa and it, it deserves to be it's really Weird cool. novelties hey hey, hey. really <laughs> cool anyway i remember being very uncomfy watching it in the theater and then a few years later i was like oh i need to rewatch Coraline. i need to give it like a good second take and then i watched it and i was like oh my god this is so like aesthetically pleasing. The story I relate to because I also just like my parents right now because I'm a <laughs> I'm a moody teen. Like, ugh, huh. same girl, same on blast. Honestly, now I said back then. Obviously, no, I'm no, matured. No, I, I heard you. Now, Kayla's parents, really, if you're listening, we're really gonna. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're really gonna dive into the therapy this early. No, 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 it's huh? fine. No, you know, just keep going. Anyway, as every anybody who knows and who has listened to our nightmare episode, stop motion has a very special place in my heart. So getting to see this medium 
explored in a new and exciting way by Henry Selick. Yeah, um, same guy. The same director as Nightmare. Um, and get to see him work on a project that was truly his mm-hmm. and obviously the authors as well, um, but not have the looming, you know, shadow of the asshole who is Tim Burton not having over that him. Punching walls. Yeah, and kicking his shoe across the room, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but it, it was really cool to get to see this collaboration because it really feels like that. So I'm excited to talk more about it. The meet cute was exciting and I've definitely come to appreciate it even more as I've gotten older. A little bit of synchronicity, Synchronicity. serendipitous, one may say. Mm. Uh, So as Eddie and I are known to do, we went on a little target run today. Love a little target. We love some target days. It's great. So as we were walking, we were in like the grocery section. We were walking past like an end cap and what do I see on the shelf? But a Coraline doll mm-hmm. on the very day that we are said to record Coraline. So it was a little bit of, um, I don't know, really exciting, kind of creepy, honestly, because we went to the nerd section, as I call it, where everybody, like, you know, that's where they keep the collectibles. And where the virgins hang out. Where the virgins hang. Uh, we went there to see, because we were trying to get a price check to see if there were any other dolls. Lo and behold, this appeared to be the only doll in the store. Mm-hmm, it's the and only she, one. She looked right at me and I said, okay, Coraline, you're coming home. And now she's creeping on us. She's in the up here on the shelf. She's spying on us for a certain someone. But let's mm-hmm. not get ahead of ourselves because <laughs> it is time to get to know each other. We have met Coraline. But now let's really try to, I mean, for myself, 100%, try to understand Mm -hmm. what's going on here with this film. Getting to know each other. So I think the most obvious person to talk about first would be Coraline herself. Um, A little bit of context. I have listened to the audiobook of Coraline a few years back. The novella. The novella, sorry. The audio novella. Mm -hmm. God. Let's get it straight. Jesus Christ. Anyway, but Eddie has not. So I've got a a slightly different context, but I'm blurry on details. However, Coraline seems to be pretty intentionally naive, Mm. but also strong-willed. She's 11. Yeah, she's 11. She's a kid. So I really like her as a protagonist because 11s are really, I don't know, Oof, it's a hard age because you are <laughs> you are old enough to be independent in certain things, but yeah. you are very far from being an adult. Oh, yeah, you are um, 100% still a child. Oh, yeah, but you could, like, make yourself breakfast. You can pick out your clothes, maybe sure, do some yeah. basic household chores and labor, things like that. But Coraline is really cool because she she's, like, meddling into the idea of what it means to be independent while also still very much relying on the villains of the story, which are her parents. Oh, come on. Villains? In the beginning, I would the say show. that her parents wow. are the villains. Yeah. Damn. It's a kind of a coming of age story, I think. I don't know how I feel. I mean, let's talk about Coraline's parents real quick. Yeah, let's talk obvi- about them. Obviously, if you've been on the internet, I want to say you've probably seen the dad meme. Oh, yeah. Where the dad is just sitting on the computer and he just looks like death. Yes. First of all, guy's got a long ass neck. He may as well have the middle name Giraffe. And he's just <laughs> bent over, just staring into 
his own soul reflected back at him and wondering Mm -hmm. where the hell he went wrong. Yeah. But this movie definitely paints a picture of his parents. I'm going to use the line. They may be alive, but they ain't living. Yeah. You know, they're just work, 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 work. Coraline being an 11 year old and a quirky child. Mm -hmm. She's a little quirky. Yeah. She's constantly talking their ear off, asking questions, and they do not have the time of day for it. No. I'm going to say more so the mom, the dad, at least, he at least seems to try and have a bit of a spark of happiness and joking, stuff like that. But the mom is very much no nonsense, Mm -hmm. nothing going on. I'm just going to say it right here, though. For some reason on the rewatch, I was like, why is the mom kind of hot? You have a type. Do not sigh at me. What is that? Eye roll? The only I. They could hear the eye roll in the audio. I'm happy they did. (laughs) No, you just have a type. Which and is what's mom. The time? Oh, stop it. White mom. The only uh, thing that could have made her hotter to you if she is if she wore glasses. Oh, well, I had to pause the screen <laughs> and take a minute to relax. She's got know. a donk. I was about to say, sure. she's pretty thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know. See, this she's is a little a... mean, which seems to be something that might be exciting. She's a little <laughs> mean. She's got a nice face. She does. She's and, cute. She, and she's funny. You know, when she, she when she gets in it, she's and, she's, snarky. and yeah. she's got a little neck brace, which kind of looks like a little turtleneck. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, girl. Wow. You are easy to please. You know that? Oh, come on. Now I got to go buy a turtleneck, guys. Hey, 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 hey. And also, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but the other mother. Yeah. Super hot. When, oh, yeah. But only specifically when she's looking like her actual mother. Oh, so like, the mm, same person is mm, what you're mm, saying. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but she she carries herself a little different. She's you know? got that confidant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The confidant. Yeah. Oh, my God. Con- yeah. Continue. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it seems like these... I'm about to say something very controversial. Wow. Are you ready? I mean, yes it, and no. It, it makes sense that these people only have one child. Mm. Because I feel like... A lot of people who have one child mm-hmm. figure out very quickly they didn't want to have children. Oh. So they stop having more. Wow, you're going to do. Yeah. Parents out there, if you got one kid, I just want <laughs> you to know. Everyone's going to look at you different now. They'll be yep. like, oh, shit, they figured I, it out. I changed your worldview forever. They don't want one of them. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could see that because they'd you be know? like, wow. They're like, oh, this is it. It's like, We're I just done. I just want to hang out like you and I, and now we got this little shit running around. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and play outside. And you can't do that anymore because nowadays no. parents don't be sending their kids outside. No. Because the world is, isn't it weird, though? I'm that going off weird. on a little tangent here. But little I'm tangent. Thinking, Get on your old man's stool and say something. Mm-hmm. Before I was even born, but the 70s was like peak kids getting snatched. Oh, Shouts yeah. out to the black phone. That film <laughs> is essentially puts you in the mindset of... Pretty much every week there was a new kid going missing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> As they should, you know. And right around the corner, we got the kitty catcher mm-hmm. just prowling. Oh, yeah. And yet they still shoved their kids outside and said, God, I really hope that the kitty catcher takes mm-hmm. my fucking kid today. Absolutely. <laughs> and nowadays it's like, God, I hate my kid, but, you know, I with- guess I'll keep him inside and just throw a phone at him. With the lessening access to birth control, maybe people will start throwing their kids outside more. Ooh. Nature is healing. Hey, wow. And then we're going to bring the 70s back in a big way. There you go. More serial killers <laughs> on the on the loose. Perfect. Oh, my God. It could be happening, though. 
could be coming oh, soon. God. All these lead poison people are just coming around yep. and being fucking wild. And mm-hmm. now and now more people can have guns. So it's things about to pop off real soon. Oh yeah. We got a Future's really nice break. Got a really nice mix of good stuff and bad stuff it. coming up. I love it. Great stuff. Coraline's parents should not have had kids. Apparently not. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Do they think are just it's hard because at the beginning of the movie they discuss the accident. Apparently, mom got in a hit a vehicular a vehicular accident and hit a truck. And I guess they're hard on, you know, they're on hard times. Mm-hmm. They had to move. They have one car. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I get it. They're stressed. We're catching them at a bad spot right now. I don't know. I just feel like oh, I guess I asked the question: Are they yeah. mean? You think they're you think they're mean, or it's just you know everyone's life gets a little stressful every now and then. I think yeah. we're catching them. You're kind of catching them at the bad time. Mm-hmm. and uh they're just really busy yeah it's also really hard for Coraline because she got ripped away from her friends mm-hmm. in Michigan she's just totally isolated in this weird house right. and doesn't really have anybody to talk to yeah you're a kid that's kind of what happens being a kid is having no autonomy and just being like oh where are we going we're just moving across the country all Fantastic. right I guess we'll go <laughs> and we're you didn't ask me about it all right yeah Moving to Ashland, Oregon. Oh, uh-huh. man. Oh. Oddly enough, if I wasn't so affected by uh, seasonal depression, uh-huh. I would love to live there because it is beautiful. <laughs> if it wouldn't have made my whole living arrangement just absolute ass. If I didn't want to kill live. myself when the sun wasn't out. Uh-huh. I would like to live there. Yeah. <laughs> I would <very> much <laughs> enjoy it. That would be an ideal spot for me. Yeah. Speaking of creepy and being a little bit weird, can you imagine how weird it would be to move into a house mm-hmm. and then a neighbor kid just drops off a doll that looks identical to you on your doorstep? Oh, God. When I talk about me being paranoid by default, I would mm-hmm. be like, dog, uh, my days are fucking numbered. I would not believe that. <laughs> I would not believe that he found it. I would no. believe he made it of me yeah. and like used my hair and he cut mm-hmm. it off in my sleep to like make this doll and right. he's been watching me every night it's like, like how no. long how long has this man been watching me is this a gang stalking situation is I the whole not. fucking community in on it oh i've been looking over, been looking over my shoulder every now be like dog god i'm Mm-mm. you know it'd be like a ring situation where it's like, uh, I, got, I got a i got a week and mm-hmm. then i'm dead my yep. parents don't care they're just looking at their computers it's yep. me versus they're the world typing away oh my god i've never as someone who loves horror loves the paranormal Mm. uh gotta say i really don't think i've ever actually experienced a paranormal situation part of me wants to honestly i kind of really wait no but you gotta backpedal on that what about the orb that's not a tangible ghost i don't even think orbs are even that cool you know like what's gonna hurt the orbs when i watch a youtube video and it's like top five scariest things got on camera number five and it's just like the orb and it's just an orb flying through him like this thing's lame as hell that ain't no ghost get it out of here i want to see a human shape or a little orb so i i I feel like orbs it's just not enough i want to see a woman in white walk through a door and then like yell at me and then i'll be like oh fuck dog i gotta get out of here you are welcoming some dark energy part part of me I don't know. It's just like I love it. Come on, I ghost, love ho- I love me. horror. Well, yeah, God, I would love to fist fight a ghost, just like duck and weave. Because I don't think I've said it on the pod, but like 
I mean, how funny it is that all ghosts come from like the year 1700 or Mm -hmm. below. You know, there ain't no new ghosts. And back then, you know, people didn't know how to do shit. No. Back then, people would like take a step off the first rung of a ladder, shatter their knee and die immediately Mm -hmm. of like five different types of dysentery. So, you know, I don't think a 1700s ghost (laughs) has any sort of like handwork. You know, they got no footwork. They're going to get this. But what if it's a guy? What if he was well, one of those old time fighters? Do? What is Whitey Willoughby going to do? When I'm, <laughs> when I'm just. You're fucking, probably taller than him. Yeah, I'm 6'3. They max out at what? Five? Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. I've won on a good day. I don't know. It depends on what, tar- what part of the world we're talking about. When I, when I got the fucking rear naked choke lock in Jesus on Whitey Christ. Willoughby, what's he going to do? Because there ain't no taps in the street. You know what I'm saying? And even if he tries to tap. His hand's going to go right oh, through me because he has my spirit. God. How are you holding this ghost? Because I got that power in me. I got that. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I got the gloves that allow me to hold a ghost. I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. You thought this out. Okay. Yeah, I've been running through it. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all that. Yeah. No. Um, have think... you... Do dolls creep you out? No. No. Okay. So, I don't I mean, like so... porcelain dolls. No? Huh. I don't like it. I don't know. I mean, sometimes I, like I want to say... Eyes. Mm-hmm. let me say this it is surprising to see a doll when you're not expecting it yeah like uh in my tia's house because she's oh, very yeah. much like you know Latina. old mexican mm-hmm. lady who you know they like their dolls from their youths what do you say time, Mu- muñeca muñeca uh-huh one time she was like oh go to my house uh i need you to look for this thing in my closet and i was like all right you know just middle of the day whatever but obviously it's a closet not no windows in there there no skylight so i just like turned on the light and there was just a doll right there and i was like oh because you're all of a sudden seeing yep. just like i don't there's know there's a little a person face. here yeah, yeah. So it's just like all right whatever that would be startling i don't yeah. know i don't want to get off on too many tangents but also i don't find clowns scary either and that's similar to me because it's just like it's just like a person i know i digress yeah you should this would um. be creepy though <laughs> Definitely. let me just go back where with my original point and just say haven't experienced paranormal things, but if I started experiencing something paranormal, I would A, definitely start freaking out, and B, probably not want to be in that situation anymore. What's the first thing you would do? Quit your job? <laughs> I mean, you got to deal with the ghost. There's no way you can work if there's a ghost in your uh, life. I got to put my two weeks. In. Actually, I'm, uh, uh, boss, you won't see I, me again. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's Listen, up? Listen, I'm dealing with a uh, bit of a situation at my house. Okay. Um, so I'm either going to need to take like a two week vacation. Or I got to put in my two weeks right now. Or... Oh, wow. Uh, what's what's going on? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> I mean, I do, but I also have to let you know. Yeah, please. Uh, I, I'm I'm concerned for you. I want to make sure you're OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I just there's a ghost and he's fucking trying. me. You know? OK, I'm going to make this easy for you. You're fired. <laughs> and also I have called uh, the An ambulance. Exorcist? They're going to come take you and uh, put you in a what, what is it called? in a sane asylum no 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 like 522 or something where they like hold you for 24 hours to make sure you're good that sounds nice honestly (laughs) i wish that would happen but it's like how do you yeah i agree with you you kind of have to handle you can't work you gotta you gotta call in hey you gotta take two weeks off i gotta go fight this ghost in my house Mm -hmm. you understand and then your boss is like yeah i've been there you know that's a good boss that's a supportive employer that's somewhere i'd like to work (laughs) do you want help 
And then it's just your boss holding the ghost and you're just body punching them. <laughs> just- <laughs> you know, this sounds like a Ghostbusters movie I'd actually want to watch. Oh, that'd be so much fun. It's like a boss and their underling. Mm-hmm. And they, the boss is like secretly a ghost hunter. Yeah. Ooh. And then they decide... It's like, oh, this is my yeah. jam. And then they then they, they just operate. go bully ghosts. Yeah. Love it's it. It's time to beat some ghost ass. Mm-hmm. That's a fun and it's, time. And they're I want both to see ripped. Yeah. They oh, both yeah. got huge muscles. It's like a 1980s <laughs> action film, but oh. it's also a horror movie. Oh, I love it. Like Predator, but with ghosts. Yes. Yeah. Green light it. I'm, I'm down. I'm watching it right now in my head. Mm-hmm. Good time. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's Speaking creepy. of plot lines, this feels like an anime. And oh, I think yeah. a large part of that has to do with the fact that Coraline's hair is blue for some goddamn reason. Yeah, she's got the anime protagonist's hair. Yeah. It was definitely, and flashback to earlier in this very episode when I said I was an idiot. Because yeah. I was like... Earlier in this episode, what do you mean? <laughs> I was watching the movie this last time. Yeah. For the pod. And I was like, her parents don't have blue hair. Why is her hair blue? <laughs> Oh my god. I was like, did they just is she just full on anime pro tag, you know, like the mm-hmm. Yugi situation? Born like this, yep. Yeah. Kid came out the womb with like black, red, and yellow hair. But no, Kayla looks over at me and was like, Hey Eddie, have you ever heard of this thing called uh dyeing your hair? <laughs> I was like, Hey yo, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. I don't know, she's just a little quirky. Oh yeah. She's she's going to grow she's up. She's a like rebel. The, uh, what is it? Pixie Dream Girl, whatever. Yeah, Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Yeah, yeah. She's essentially that in the making. Definitely. She's very um she's very proud of her unique qualities. Mm-hmm. Like the gloves that she wants to get. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, essentially the plot of this is like an anime. You could definitely see this being Absolutely. an anime where like this I don't know, it would be a horror anime where this girl goes into this dream world and has to fight off demons and all this stuff and Oh, she's got fucking superpowers and Sailor Moon makes an appearance. It's weird. Yeah, it, it you could totally see it being animated, and it almost was, which is cool. Oh, yeah. Because we learned that in the brief amount of the commentary we watched. We did a little commentary. We did a little bit. Yeah, but this was almost a computer animated film. Mm-hmm. But they went with claymation. Claymation or stop motion? It's stop motion. Yes. <laughs> Coraline is a witch. Yeah, apparently. She's I mean, a how, witch. how much of a witch is she? Oh, she's just a little baby witch. <laughs> okay. I mean, she didn't even know how to identify poison oak, so that's not a very good start. She's a scrub. Mm-hmm. Someone's a bit of a scrub. She's trying to make a dowsing rod, and she just screws that up really quick. Mm-hmm. But this is cool because we have a witch versus like the witch, uh-huh. aka the Bell Dam. Yeah. It was the other mother. Which other mother is definitely a better name. Oh, yeah, because it runs. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. But mm-hmm. the other mother, the Bell Dam, there's a lot going on with this character. Yeah, she's very complex. I mean, first of all, again, got to say, she looks Young. exactly like the mother, looking delicious. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Bun for eyes. I'm like, eyes. She's a little goth. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Buttons for eyes. Goth. Uh-huh. I like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, she she's a little happier. God, I have she to buy a, buttons and got a, a little more, now? Got a little Jeez. more color in her cheeks. Yeah. And she'd be out there cooking. Yeah. The animators did a really good job of brightening the characters mm-hmm. up. Right, in, right, right. 
in the uh, other world. Right, because in the film, if you haven't watched it, what are you doing fucking listening to this? Go ahead and go watch it and then come back and understand what's happening. But Coraline essentially goes into like another world, which is a mirror of her world, mm-hmm. where everything's pretty much the opposite. Her yeah. parents that are not involved only work in the other world. They're called the other mother and other father, and they're super loving. They very much make it a point to where in the real world, the dad does the cooking, the mom cleans. In the other world, the mom does the cooking, and it's all super delicious food. Mm-hmm. Everything Coraline could have wanted. Uh, mango milkshake or whatever the hell hmm, you said, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But uh, what was I? Where was I even going with this? I was just trying to explain that. Yeah, the, the opposite world. The other world is essentially opposite. And Coraline very much likes it there because she doesn't really like her life the way that it is now. No. But my contention with the other mother and what I really want to start talking about with her right here is, is she even real? Yeah. Like, what? what's the deal What's the deal with the bell dam? Uh, yeah, what, what's going on here? What do you think? How do you feel about it? How did you read it? Because I don't know. I, yeah. This is where I'm just starting to get probably too You're getting, you think a little weeds, too hard. And yeah. I'm just like, mm-hmm. well, what does it mean? Yeah. I think that she is less of a, less of an actual entity and more of an idea. Uh-huh. She's like this ethereal thing. Yeah. I don't, I mean, she interacts with Coraline in a real way. Like obviously she touches her and like throws her into a closet and there's a, you know, there's some actual, <laughs> oh, yeah. there's some actual physical that. things that happen. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the bell dam herself, I don't know if she's real. And if she is real, I don't know where she lives. Yeah. Cause it's not inside the house. Yeah. No. Cause that's, that's where, that's where my like contention comes in yeah. because at first in the movie, you kind of almost feel like it's just her dreams. Yeah. And she goes off into like this dream world. But at a certain point, it becomes like, I mean, you see things from that world in the actual world. Mm-hmm. And you see that they start to interact. And yeah. she's essentially able to go into the real world. And that's like where she derives her power from. Yeah. Because when asked, like, what even are you? She claims that everyone has an other mother. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't I think know. that's don't true. Do you think she was lying? Oh, yeah. I think that was definitely a lie because she's already killed three kids. I mean, I guess. You know? <laughs> she's uh-huh. going to tell Coraline whatever she thinks will make her feel most comfortable with her. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. She's just a manipulator. Sure. And I don't under... I, I guess she... I mean, the cat insinuates that she wants to eat the kids. Yeah, yeah. Which, Which is, is intense. That's well, pretty yeah. intense. Because she needs to kill kids for power, apparently. Apparently, that's how she stays alive. That's so what I she guess. does. Uh huh. Which brings which brings upon brings upon the importance of the doll. Yeah. Because we didn't even say it, but it's a pretty good opening sequence, and definitely when you look at it as to what it's supposed to represent. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that at the beginning we see the other mother making a doll. Yeah. Of Coraline. Mm-hmm. The one. And it's just weird because she uses a past doll and like turns it inside out. Yeah. And it's like very creepy because you see like it's almost like you're seeing a human body be turned inside out and like mm-hmm. the skin and the innards are out. And yeah. it gets filled with like 
sand and it's all weird and creepy and it's got this super spooky yeah like yeah it's very weird children's choir Mm -hmm. going and i'm like hey yo if this were live action this would be like an insanely creepy scene yeah well i uh, the whole like idea that i guess she's i don't know what she's made out of i know her fingers are needles Uh uh-huh but other than that, I what is she? See, that's what I'm saying. Like, what even is she? I don't know. She's she she's got some weird desires and some weird powers. I think she she's kinky. Let's oh, let's be yeah. honest. <laughs> she's Other got mother some rule thirty four. Let's see what's <laughs> honestly. I'm very curious. <laughs> There's well, some heavy BDSM territory. Oh, I'm God, sure we would for, enter into. Yeah, that's for later. That's not mm-hmm. for the pod right now. No, Coraline sees other dead kids ghosts and they explain to her that she lures away unhappy kids Mm -hmm. the doll spies on the kids for her and she eats lives is what she does yeah i don't know what that means well she takes she takes their eyes yeah which i don't know that is intense Uh uh-huh but then like she also like she just has so much going off because She's got a lot of she's got a lot of ideas. That's for uh-huh. sure. She's, she's got a, a lot of tropes. <laughs> she's a creative witch. <laughs> yeah, that's like how how are we supposed to beat her? Oh well, she likes games. The cat just mm-hmm. like throws that out of nowhere. I was like, all right. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the cat knows best, right? Yeah, he's he been there. He's been there. How does how does the cat know? Because he's a smart boy. He's a magical being. Cats he's a magic. little cutie pie, mm-hmm. but. If the world specifically for Coraline only existed once she moved there, mm-hmm. how would he know? Because there's no way, unless this cat is like a hundred years old. Oh, yeah. I mean, cats, you know, he's a magic cat. That's Mr. True. Mistopheles over here. Magical Mistopheles. Because we definitely know that the other mother has been doing this a lot. Yeah. Coraline is seemingly the fourth child yeah. that she's going to kill. Take. Yeah. Take the life of. And it, it apparently has all been around the same area, too. Mm-hmm. So the cat's probably just been like, hey, yo, what the fuck? Someone yeah. else died. <laughs> this is wild. Yeah, she is very complex. Uh-huh. But I think we need to lighten it up a little bit and get a peek of the other father, who I yeah. think is your favorite character. Well, I mean, it's super fun. He, The other father is the most dad dad. <laughs> who was ever dadded yeah that's true he's so fun and so creative and just like i don't know because then that also just brings up the whole questioning of what the hell even is the other mother and like her powers don't really make sense because she supposedly created this whole mirror world yeah specifically for Coraline. and once again because the father in the real world is very boring even though he gives flashes of fun yes the other father is like super kooky and funny, and he's constantly just being like, "Ho, oh, hey, hey, uh-huh. <laughs> which is why Eddie did that in the beginning, in case you wanted you to know. You don't need to give her that. But like, <laughs> at one point, she she legitimately just like taps him accidentally. He's just like, "Hoo, like dog, what the fuck? are you winning?" He's the, the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that too. <laughs> he's both. He's all of them. But I'm I mean, gonna start it's... making those sounds. Instead of going, ah. One of the most famous scenes in the film is when she first encounters him and he says, like, oh no, 
I don't play the piano. This piano plays me. And then he sings a fucking song mm-hmm. about Coraline. Yep. If I can find it, I'll put it in here because it's a banger. It's so good. And it's uh-huh. only like 20 seconds long. Making up a song about Coraline. She's a peach, she's a doll, she's a pal of mine. She's as cute as a button in the eyes of everyone who ever laid their eyes on Coraline. When she comes around exploring mom and I will never ever make it boring. Our eyes will be on Coraline. And then like since then, up until the bitter end. Yeah. He seemingly is just a hundred percent actually caring about Coraline. Oh yeah, he actually and loves like, her. <laughs> yeah, loves her. But so why? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, why? So How? is he even evil? And like, we see other versions of YB. YB, who we haven't even said, but he's Why-born? like, Yborn. Yeah, which is what the fuck is up with that name? It's a really weird name. He was not in the book at all. So. Oh really? No, YB didn't exist in huh. the book. I mean, boy. He needed a she, Coraline needed a counterpart. Yeah, yeah. She needed a peer. I was just gonna say the way this man stands, this boy is fucked for the rest of his oh, life. Oh, he's got an arched back like no other. Boy is given hunchback. The, the hunchback will run for his money. Absolutely. But uh in the real world, he's very talkative and annoying to Coraline. So in the other world, he has this fucking like mouth sewn shut. Yeah. And but he's also a character that legitimately cares for and mm-hmm. saves Coraline in the other world and I'm just scratching my brain because I'm like well wait a minute if the other mother made this world shouldn't she have complete control over what's happening like why are there seemingly yeah. good forces that she made yeah I but don't she, know but she designed them to help Coraline even if it's going completely against her own survival I don't know yeah. it's very confusing to me yep this is us looking too deep into this <laughs> movie. But it's just like, I don't yeah. know. Obviously, it serves a good purpose. And by mm-hmm. the end, the other father, he was made like out of a pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. What, what was that? So because he worked in the garden. Yeah, he had a great and garden. Other mother called him pumpkin. That was oh, like her, her that nickname for him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So then by the end, he just... Became a pumpkin. Became a pumpkin. Well, because now I'm having a fucking flash. Because the other mother, all her creations are seemingly dolls that she made. Yeah. Because when the cat eats a mouse, it becomes like a bigger doll. It's a rat. Yeah. It's a rat. That was full of sand, like her Coraline thing. So it's like maybe she took an actual pumpkin and made it the other father. That's probably what it was. That's why he's like, oh... Mm-hmm. that's very funny because he's like somebody a pulled a long face <laughs> that's yeah. so scary yeah oh my goodness and he pulls his mouth open yeah. and i was like jesus christ there's a time we'll talk about that in a second mm-hmm. but it definitely by the end you come out seeing other yb and other father as heroes oh yeah for sure they're like the anti-tragic hero Mm-hmm. To like sacrifice themselves so Coraline can survive. Yeah. Coraline's the last girl. She's the final girl. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's sweet because you're like, oh, the other father actually cares for her and like mm-hmm. loves her as a daughter because he was designed to be her father. Yeah. And that's something. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. How sweet. Yeah. She's confusing. 
she is very powerful, but seemingly not powerful enough. Mm-hmm. It's almost like <laughs> it's like the whole argument of like God mm-hmm. and like why would God make Lucifer? who is a being that's less than him, but seemingly also as strong as him. Because yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Corrupt the souls of humans, but why would he design them to do this? Why would he design mm-hmm. Lucifer to do that? And like, can God make something that can be stronger than him if he's all-powerful? I don't know. I have no idea. In short, in this TED Talk, we're going to talk about <laughs> <laughs> why that's the other mother is God. Yep. She's really scary. Kayla, I've got it. I think yeah. my question of all questions, though. Uh-huh. Buttons, buttons, buttons. What is up with the buttons? Mm. Aesthetic. Like, is it all aesthetic? Or what? what is it? You what know, is the I, I think it just kind of goes back to, like, the craft nature. Mm-hmm. It's like a subversion of, like, a maternal image, I think. Because okay. the other mother is motherly. She makes things, she mends things, she loves things mm-hmm. in her weird way. No, aggressive. Very aggressive in a in a gross and dangerous way. I am your mother. Yeah, but I mean, what is it? I mean, you know, not to be cliche, but the eyes are the windows to the soul. Mm-hmm. So when you take away the eyes of somebody, you're not just, you know, taking away their ability to see, you're taking away their essence. Mm-hmm. So that's that. that's what the kids gave up who gave yeah. themselves to the other mother was right. their soul. Right, right, right. Their eyes that were their souls. Uh-huh. So I guess the button is just like a metaphor for replacing it with a superficial uh-huh. need to be filled. Because like mm-hmm. the eyes don't actually serve a purpose, but they're placeholders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Coraline, you know, she might be feeling... Like her needs are being met in the other world, mm-hmm. but other mother and those other people aren't real. Yeah, they it's are like, not real. Like they're re- her real eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh, real eyes, real realize, real eyes. Lies. <laughs> I just said realized three times. <laughs> yeah, you didn't put different emphasis on any of that. What is it? Say it again. Realize, real yeah. eyes. Uh huh. Not Realize, uh-huh. real lies. God, Tumblr. I my did space. a drawing of that in my sketchbook when I was like 14. <laughs> you did. Mm-hmm. I saw it. You did. And I, it was super cringe, wasn't it? Oh, man. I'll have to post it on the, the gram. Yeah. I think I'm, you know, see, this is good because you're explaining things to me and I'm starting mm-hmm. to understand the movie more Yeah, and feel like less of a dullard. Well, you're not dumb. You, you've seen this, what, twice? Yeah. It's a lot. And it's very artsy. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. a too artsy. You've already that's, said that's that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like, are you saying this is the A24 version of animation? Oh, I'm definitely saying <laughs> if Coraline were to come out today, it'd be done by A24. You're and right. It'd be a hundred percent a film where people are like, "Did I understand it? I hope I did. Like, did I enjoy it? You know, mm-hmm. that whole yeah. thing." Because I've definitely walked out of some A24 movies. I was being like, like yeah, I don't know about huh. that. Mm-hmm. I liked it, but I didn't really understand what was happening. 
Yeah. And sometimes I often feel that way about films and things because obviously I'm overanalyzing things here. We just Absolutely. went off on a whole we tangent. Love it. About the you know, this is supposed to be a lighthearted, fun <laughs> and, thing and the about like dancing puppets uh-huh. and some cool effects. Yeah. We're really getting into the nitty gritty of it all. <laughs> but oftentimes, I kind of just feel like I just go in and experience a movie for what it is. Mm-hmm. And then I don't really understand the symbolism behind it. Yeah. That's <laughs> like okay. I'll, I'll hear people breaking things down and it's like, oh, this is an allegory for the suffering of man. And mm-hmm. I'm like, dog, we just got done watching Toy Story. Yeah. What is happening right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but That's I think, where the pretentious nature comes yeah, in. Yeah, for sure. it's, it's a novella. Mm-hmm. Amen. I think I'm starting to get that the buttons, for one, yeah. Coraline, she realizes that the things she gets in the other world are, you know, fleeting. Yes. Not genuine. It's just no. like her wants, but not her needs. Absolutely. You know, she needs her actual parents because mm-hmm. she actually loves them. And that's the whole reason why she's upset is because she needs them. Yes. She wants to spend time with them and feel cared for. Yeah. And that's but it's what... also that hatred. Uh-huh. Hey, look who just stumbled upon the answer to the question he had. Which, which is what's the moral of this? Oh my goodness. Well, hold on now. We can backpedal a little bit before we unpack that completely. But hey, yes. you're getting there. I'm getting there because I'm also realizing yeah. that the buttons, I guess, are the ultimate sign that she has become property of the other mother. Because she makes dolls. Mm-hmm. And so the ultimate sign of like, I am yours now is that she essentially has become a doll herself. Yep. I'm fucking getting there. I can there feel- you go. <laughs> I'm proud. I'm so proud. My mind, I'm like a mother. My, mind <laughs> my mind legitimately feels lighter. Yay. And I'm like, hey, yo. Good job. This is like all I did in English was like <laughs> overanalyze shit and like yeah. come up with arguments for my, oh my belief. Yep. All this right. is all I did. We got there. There you go. Good it. job, honey. So the buttons. It's also a loss of identity. Yeah. yeah. She loses herself. Uh-huh. Literally. Because she is, yeah, she's no longer who she was. Mm-hmm. And she she had and that is a that's a cool little um caveat for the other mother's magic. She can't force it upon her. Right. It has to be a choice. Mm-hmm. Which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. That's an adult decision to make. Right. She's a kid. Right. Wow. Innocence is a big theme in this, yeah. I think. And we we get a lot of weird images in this movie, yeah. which I didn't notice at the beginning or like the first time I saw it. But rewatching it, and you made you made a really you you posed a really good question, which is. Who the hell is this movie for? Oh, yeah. Who is the audience here? And this one, I still can't really tell. No, it's very ambiguous. It's hard to decide. Uh And it's changing nowadays with the rise of, quote unquote, adult animation, even though I think that term's kind of dumb. Yeah. It also makes me think I'm just watching animated porn. Right. Because an adult film is like porno. Yeah. But whatever. Mm. it's kind of changing now where people will see something animated and now a lot of people will not immediately say oh that means it's for kids Mm -hmm. but 
a lot of people's ideas and definitely still mine when I first thought of this film when I was a bit younger was, oh, it's a kid's movie. Because mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas is definitely a oh, kid's Oh, it's very kid-friendly. Yeah. Uh-huh. But this one, after watching it the first time and definitely watching it the last time, I was like, this does not feel like it's for kids. No. <laughs> like the moral lessons that a 31-year-old Eddie legitimately just figured out Mm-hmm. I don't think a kid can watch this film and understand really what's happening. No. Other than like the other mother's scary and Coraline, Coraline needs to get away. Yeah, she needs to escape. Yeah. They can understand like the baseline goals, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like the implications of some of the things she sees, yeah, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, because as you said before, for one, the imagery, a lot of it is legitimately like scary. Oh, yeah. Like the beginning doll making scene, I think, is pretty creepy. I think that is the scariest scene of the Uh film. But not only that, there's like jump scares in Mm -hmm. the film. They're light, but there's jump scares. Mm -hmm. The When the other world is decaying, it's very like, very heavy, I think, on the horror imagery. Absolutely. Like the The other paint peeling. Yeah, paint peeling. The other father's decaying body. Mm -hmm. Fucking when, because other YB um, helps Coraline escape yeah, and then Coraline has to come back and she finds legitimately his fucking skin like on a flagpole he's been like fucking skinned yeah. and mm-hmm. turned into a flag as a sign for like what happens when you don't obey her like yeah. think about seeing that Ugh, in horrifying. real life someone's skin on a flag you'd be like yeah. oh my I could need to get out of here yeah absolutely <laughs> be traumatized for and life. not to mention like the other mother pinned his mouth into a smile yeah oh yeah so cra- like stitched it up so uh-huh. he couldn't not uh they do an awesome job of showing his emotions without yeah. him speaking Mm-hmm. which is super cool because i love that's like the uh old school acting yep. before before the talkies you would just like <laughs> you just have to show it in your eyes yeah, and you your, move your shoulders and your face and all that but they do a really good job of showing and communicating that he's scared yeah but he still wants to help mm-hmm. and he's just trying to be a good person yeah well and Coraline wants to save him uh-huh yeah other YB maybe not real YB <laughs> <laughs> they come around yeah they do but he pulls off his glove and reveals oh, yeah. I can't go I'm uh-huh. sand I'm Aww. not real in the way that you are maybe which is really sad because uh-huh. it seems like he actually likes Coraline uh-huh. why I don't know Coraline doesn't seem to be a very, very nice jerk, person right? yeah She's kind of a little bit of a bitch. Well, it's because and she's she's the I'm I'm quirky, I'm smart, I'm too good for you mm-hmm. type person. She's very full of herself right now. She's also eleven. Hey. I think we were all kind of shitty at eleven. Hey. Oh yeah. Oof! I was not good. I was shitty up until like twenty four. <laughs> I'm a little shitty now. Let's be honest. Hey, hey, hey. Anyways. Anyway, another weird thing in this movie, which is very funny. Uh-huh. As an adult watching, but when I was at, you know, when it was 2009 and I was sitting in the theater and yeah. I was like, what, 13, maybe 14. Mm-hmm. And I saw the scene with like, we didn't even talk about the neighbors, but the, oh, yeah. the women, the the elderly women who are yeah. essentially naked. Oh, yeah. Um, One of them is stacked. Stacked. Scary stacked. 
Like mm-hmm. not not attractive stacked. I'm like, afraid girl, of her bosom stacked. You're gonna try and get up and break your back. Honestly. Honestly. But I saw that in the theater and I was like, what am I looking at? Yeah. Like this is she's, insane. She's just wearing like pasties. Yeah, and barely covering her kuka. Uh-huh. And it's like, geez. And it's just who is it? This is not for kids. No. No, even during when I was watching it in the theater, I was like, this is inappropriate. Granted, I was raised Mormon, so that was probably my coding. But I was also just like, wow, this is a lot to be looking at right now. It is. The whole it's I don't know. It's weird. And it's also like, are they lesbians? Mm -hmm. Let's speculate. Are they? (laughs) What do you think, Eddie? Do you think Spink and Forcible are lovers or do you think they're just long time lifelong pals like i don't understand no you know well they were like an act yeah they were, they were a act. performance act when they uh-huh. were younger but they still live together and mm-hmm. they seemingly do everything together mm-hmm. i don't know you know it's that it walks that fine line of like is the burton ernie just like lifelong buddies really yeah. good friends and it should be shown that people can be oh yeah lifelong friends of the same sex and it's not a sexual thing mm-hmm. but on the other hand it's like the whole sir isaac newton uh fucking achilles and uh patroclus situation yeah. <laughs> where it's like historians look back and they're like oh sir isaac newton had his lifelong friend who lived with him and slept in the same bed as him his whole life they were best of pals <laughs> you couldn't find a more good pair of friends and it's like you do know that gay people exist exactly or it's like the fucking statue of achilles essentially inside patroclus and Mm -hmm. then it's like labeled as like a friendly embrace it's like dog (laughs) he's being pegged let's be honest yeah he is actively inside this man oh yeah for sure but i I like i I like to think that they're lovers a little bit it feels like they are well and they have like that i don't know they have that um that playful like banter they're always bickering Uh like there's always kind of that back and forth which could be friendly but it's also like they obviously know each other too well Mm -hmm. you know they've been together for a very long time right but i i ship them they're cute especially their younger versions of themselves and at the end they become one in a hot yummy taffy taffy situation Mm -hmm. sounds sticky i think we can vary briefly mention yeah mr babinski mr babinski he's so cute i love him he's a big russian guy who trains mice apparently and uh-huh. a weird thing that i think is worth bringing up we never see the mice with uh, mr babinski that's true uh-uh yeah because we only see like other babinski and the other mice yeah but we don't know if the mice because apparently the mice tell Babinski to tell Coraline not to go through the little door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the little mice themselves lead Coraline to the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those have That's to be I'm the saying. other it's mice. It's like the other evil ones, yeah. Yeah. And it's also interesting that the other adults in the compound also seemingly know what's going on a little bit. Well, I mean, they're confused about what they're saying, but they have a connection to the other world somehow. Yeah. Because the mice tell Mr. Babinski to warn Coraline. And then the older ladies say, like, you're in danger. Terrible danger. Don't do it. And give her a tool that is vital to her surviving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which they make out of taffy. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's like a little looking glass thing, which is really cool. Yeah. It's pretty Um, fun. mm -hmm. It's a very cool effect in the film. 
getting to see those the other children's eyes mm-hmm. pop the yeah. color, which is really fun. Yeah, it's weird. It seems like they're all kind of aware that they're living in a place that is not quite normal. <laughs> oh. But they're yeah. all of them are really weird themselves. Right. So they so don't they feel right it. at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Coraline's parents are too like blind by their work uh-huh. that they don't even bother to like really listen to her. That's very true. Mm-hmm. Well, this all sort of brings upon the finale where we have yeah. Coraline playing the game with the other mother because apparently she loves games. I kind of feel like they just maybe threw that in there. It's like, a, how can we force a situation? Mm-hmm. How can we get Coraline out of this? <laughs> yeah. Because she needs to get out. Right. It's really cool imagery of the time running oh, the, out with the, the shadow button going over the moon. Shout out to another um, homage to Nightmare. That's exactly what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Oogie in the moon and now the button in the moon. Great imagery. As you said, the world sort of deteriorating around her is and very And this effective. is where we get the computer generated yeah, animation, mix, which is really yeah. cool. Uh-huh. It's very effective. Right. It's very like um, Matrix. I don't know. It's really cool. Yeah. Get to see the world unwind. <laughs> this is also where we get to see that Coraline has got a fucking cannon on her. Oh, God. Yeah. Because she does some feats of strength, I want to say, with like throwing things, mm-hmm. with like pinpoint precision. Oh, yeah. She like knocks some bugs out of the sky yeah. that are seemingly like 50 yards away. Just like dead on hit. She throws something up to the ceiling of a theater mm-hmm. <laughs> to hit some bat dogs. I think it was a flashlight. Yeah. Yeah, but she's just she's, she's got an going arm. all out. Get her in the league. She throws the cat. She does a cat attack. She likes throwing. Throwing yeah. is her yeah. ability. Yeah, she needs to get, as you said, she could be an MLB. She could be the oh, first absolutely. woman to pitch an MLB game because she is just letting... Anything and everything fucking sing through the air. She does not have much else going for her. She's not very <laughs> strong. She's very skinny. Uh-huh. But, hey, but she can, can generate a force mm-hmm. with those skinny arms. I love I love it. Love her and her aesthetic. The last thing I kind of want to say before we yeah. talk about the moral is just this film also does the horror movie thing of like the false ending. Yes. Because she gets out. She escapes. We We know there's still a bit of a looming threat with a hand of the other mother but it's locked behind a door and Coraline's like yay everything's good she got her parents back because they were trapped but they're back they don't know what happened have a little amnesia but they're back they're good and they're actually being happy because everything worked out looks like they've got some time they were able to publish their catalog Mm -hmm. and they loved it payday And, and Coraline goes to sleep you think it's about to all wrap up but the ghosts of the dead children Show up to say thanks, but also you're in danger. Yeah. And you're like, what do you mean, dog? Where are the credits at? So we get like this nice horror ending. Yeah. Where Michael they... Myers is not dead, people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The being is still alive. And with the help of actual YB, they're able to destroy the needle hand and toss it and the key to the door because there's only one. There's only one key to the little magic door. Down like the longest well you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And all's well that ends well. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Wow. <laughs> the dad jokes are just not stopping with you today, huh? Woohoo. Woohoo. Love it. 
I had like a conspiracy theory in my head. Hit me with it. I don't think it's viable in any way. But I, was, but I was thinking maybe the other mother fell down the well. Oh. And that's why she is tied to that area. And oh, she can only like, create things there. Right, because she's a witch. Maybe it was mm-hmm. like a, she was tossed into the well intentionally by go. the townspeople. Yep. And that's why she's cursed this land. Mm-hmm. And maybe she was a wrong. and maybe she was a person that couldn't have children. Oh, and so she had to take what she wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And now I she like does that, it, but See? in the wrong way. I'm adding some stuff. There you go. Add there you it go. To the lore. I was I like also it. thinking, maybe somehow through space and time, mm-hmm. the well and the portal to the other world are the same. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe. And maybe the hand actually ends up going back to the other mother. Uh huh. And things are not. Oh, you know, as good as we thought. There you go. The other, other mother. (laughs) The otherest (laughs) mother. Uh, Fun. I like it. I like this Mm. alternate universe we're creating. That would be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because maybe we could like follow the camera down the well Uh and then we see it because YB says, YB says, they say that the well is so deep that you can go to the bottom and in the middle of the day and look up and see stars that's how that's how deep it is so i was thinking like maybe the camera like pans down into the well Uh and then you you know you still you think you're falling Mm -hmm. and then you start to see yeah then you start to see the light and it becomes the other world Mm yo i'm up here cerebral Nice. Hey, you up I, here. Hey, fool, I am you up, up here. here right now, man. You know you're, it. You're making me freak out a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little <laughs> bit. It is kind of trippy. And man, I gotta go home, man. It's too much. Mm-hmm. Before we get to the moral, I do think that it would be it would behoove us there we go. to just very boo. Maybe boohoove. Because nice. it's spooky. Thank you. <laughs> um <laughs> to just briefly talk about the artistry. of this movie because that is truly what drew me to this film Mm -hmm. it's why i continue watching it the aesthetic and the commitment to oh it's wild the art is something i have the highest respect for and studio like uh like uh however you pronounce it Mm -hmm. don't at me or whatever i don't need your corrections (laughs) they are really like the forefront of stuff and continuing because they did essentially every stop motion film you can think of is mm-hmm. them at this point. Yeah. Nightmare. Did they do Nightmare? Or no, that was just uh, Henry No, Selleck. that was Henry Selleck. Okay. So, but Coraline, Paranorman, Box Trolls, um, that Sasquatch Kubo. movie, Kubo. I think the it's Ten the, Strings the Missing whatever. Link. Yeah, The Missing Link. Like, that's all them. And if you watch them, obviously they integrate CGI. And some yeah, a bit. Mm-hmm. computer effects, but what they can do and what they've managed to innovate to mm-hmm. animate dolls insane. is insane. There's many moments in this film where, for one, you know, anyone who hasn't, do yourself a favor and just YouTube or Google how people animate stop motion films mm-hmm. better yet you could even just pull up the end scene of box trolls oh yeah because they show you yep in super speed 
how they have to move their dolls' bodies mm-hmm. ever so slightly. It's something like to animate a 30-second scene takes days. Yeah. You know, it's just fucking, or hours, I don't know, I'm being dramatic, but it is truly a labor of love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That I think, you know, should be recognized and applauded. Because mm-hmm. especially nowadays when movies are getting harder and harder to green light and make. Yeah. It's it would be sad to think that people would one day stop making these films because they're mm-hmm. just not viable. Yeah. And there, but, I mean, I, I understand the logistic ar- argument of getting this medium taken away. Oh, it's so. an extremely laborious and expensive process. Oh, yeah. Because not only are you paying the artists, uh-huh. you're paying the animators, you're paying a, an actual wardrobe department to create <laughs> yeah. outfits for these little tiny dolls, which are hand hand crocheted and knitted and sewn. Uh-huh. I do want to say, because we watched the commentary, mm-hmm. Henry Selick said, essentially, there's the voice actors. Yeah. And then there's the dolls, which he considers actors. And then the animators who move the dolls, he also considers actors because they're mm-hmm. the ones who show how their bodies are supposed to go with the scene. Go listen to the commentary of your favorite films if you can. Oh, yeah. It is such an eye-opening experience where you you just get so much information. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely some scenes in Coraline. A very early scene that I want to point out was just when she's running away um from she's running away from wipey right is it because he's coming down on the bike yeah she gets like scared and she runs away and just seeing her like run away is so well animated and you can like see her face so well articulated to like show fear i don't know i just think it's crazy to see like oh that's a doll Mm -hmm. they had to do so much work to make this doll run for three seconds yeah and i i just think it looks fantastic Mm mm-hmm yeah, I mean, one of my favorite little fun facts about this film, and I bring it up every time I see it. Yeah. Um, and this is just the shit that I love. Mm-hmm. And that's why I get like I get riled up about this movie and just <laughs> stop motion in general, uh-huh. because that's what got me into spooky stuff. Yeah. Was peeling back the curtain, understanding mm-hmm. how things were made, learning about you know, special effects and prosthetic makeup and how things are done behind the screen. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene with Coraline in the other world, I believe. I want to say it's the other. No, it's not the other world. It's it's her world because it's about the time that she heads to the well. But there's a scene where she's in a cherry blossom like grove mm-hmm. and the trees for that effect they used popcorn for <laughs> yeah. the leaves and the buds. Right. And they just, you know, they made like pink popcorn and they put it on the trees and the texture is perfect. Uh-huh. It looks so light and fluffy and floral and it's just great. Right. And it's just like, oh God, people are so fucking cool. It's just, yeah. Like, how do you think about that? To figure like, it out. It's awesome. And, and the, but I've watched behind the scenes footage of them creating the tunnel yeah. that Coraline travels oh, through. Yeah. And it's how it's telescopic and it expands and the camera gets to play with that dimension. And it's like, God, I just, I don't know. It gets me so excited because it's like, it's so cool to think that there are people that have such a passion Mm -hmm. that they will devote years of their life to making something just move around on a screen. 
you know, and so- make something beautiful. Right. And I think that's the cool thing about Coraline mm-hmm. is she herself, you know, I think she considers herself to be a pretty special thing. And <laughs> yeah. I think everybody that worked on this film thinks the same. Yeah. But it's like believing in yourself. Right. And finding that courage, uh-huh. which is why a lot of people like horror movies, especially ones that feature the last girl. Oh, yeah. Or the final girl. Right. Many have said horror has helped push feminism in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because it's kind of one of the first forms of media where women were shown to be the strongest one. Yeah. And capable. Yeah. Highly capable. Not just physically strong. It's just like the mental strength Mm -hmm. and the strength of will to live and outsmart, like oftentimes otherworldly (laughs) fucking insurmountable odds. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just cool to see that it's a woman who Mm -hmm. does it. It's a girl that's like, you know, the exact opposite of what traditionally in the fucking span of human history has been seen as strong. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely another reason, you know, why horror is one of my favorite, our favorite genres, because yeah. it just it subverts so much of what people expect mm-hmm. and uh, does it proudly and awesomely. And that's what yeah. when you were talking about the artistry and stuff, I definitely think it's just it is so cool to see people just doing what they love. Mm-hmm. And it speaks to just why humans, I think, love art and why yeah. it connects with us. Because we can create so many beautiful things mm-hmm. and we do it just because we can and we yep. want to. And it's just like, it's the thing where, because now with the rise of like AI generated things that are like getting better and better, like you could, you know, do those dollies or whatever. And like people are making AI that can create art. Yeah. And like a lot of it is getting really good, but there's just something missing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it speaks to just the human soul. Yep. You can get a computer to make art, but it's not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. It's not going to hit the same. So you you like have to have that human element, that human touch. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it resonate with. Yeah. You know. Well, and in this case, it's literal human touch. Yeah. Hands are touching. Sculpting. Everything. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's like a beautiful and intimate thing. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who really likes art and appreciates that. And as somebody who at one point considered pursuing this as a career, you're an artist. It's really hard. Um, it's an extremely challenging job and very technical. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I have so much respect for everybody that pursues this and chooses this lifestyle because mm-hmm. it is, God, it's got to be one of the hardest, but one of the most rewarding things you could probably right. do um, as an artist, I should say, huh? because it's crazy. Yeah. But I think this kind of ties into the moral really well of Coraline. Yes. And I think that if we break it down to a base level, what do you what do you get out of this? As I hit my epiphany here in this episode, you you heard it happen real time. Ding! <laughs> I definitely think because I wrote down here in our notes, what am I even supposed to get from this? Yeah. Again, am I dumb? Is it just at some points? And I still do think at some points it's just like a little like quirky to be yeah. quirky, like weird just to be weird. But I do think at the end, the moral or lesson is more so just 
you know, the things that you want in life are not always things that you need. Mm-hmm. You know, the fleeting wants, obviously everyone wants things on a whim. Yeah. But what Coraline eventually realizes is that it's the things that she needs that are more important. Mm-hmm. You know, she can live in this new town and this new place because she needs and has her parents. Yep. You know, obviously, were they busy? Could they have spent more time with her? Yes. But at the end, they're all together and they all need to have each other around. You know, mm-hmm. she realizes that all the things that she wanted weren't worth it because she didn't have her parents. She didn't have the real things. Mm-hmm. and she needs to be herself and believe in herself because that's what got her out right that's yeah. you know she didn't give up herself and as you said Kayla give up her own self and give into the other mother by becoming hers by putting mm-hmm. buttons on her eyes I think the only thing I would add on to that would just kind of be an overall sense of gratitude yeah 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 being grateful for the things that you have. Uh-huh. And I, I hate saying that because obviously <laughs> I, I don't really like the sentiment of grow where you're planted. Uh-huh. I like the idea of grow where you can grow best. Uh-huh. However, oh, I think that as most of us go through this phase of life and because you and I are grown now, we can kind of look back retrospectively and kind of understand like yeah I was a bit of a piece of shit like oh, I was yeah, pretty yeah. snarky I wasn't grateful for well, what just I had took things for granted you yeah know, exactly young. I mean we were kids yeah. that's what you do there is a certain sense of entitlement especially as a child because you are literally provided with everything if you're lucky yeah, yeah. um from the moment you're born until oh, you know sure. up to 18 for some people um if not longer than that oh yeah but just kind of like that sense of humility and respect for your life Mm -hmm. because Coraline almost lost hers and it was only after coming close to losing everything that she didn't even realize she had right um that she was able to turn it around and make it good Mm -hmm. and she brought the community together it seems like everybody actually became neighbors instead of just a bunch of strangers living Uh in the same large house there it is there you go there you go i did you learn something today eddie i feel like i did i think i did too i feel smarter yeah now (laughs) than i did (laughs) 90 minutes ago well you know that's more than we can say for most of our episodes so Uh, i'm proud of yeah we really a surprisingly deep episode as is often the case i feel like most of the time we'll be like oh or at least i don't know about you but i'll be like oh this episode is going to be us just being dumb for 90 minutes and then Mm -hmm. it's like well let's really get to the human heart and understand and not only that but like understand god and his creations absolutely (laughs) yeah let's get really meta with it but that's the cool thing with horror that's why i love spooky Mm -hmm. season is because we get to be silly and stupid while simultaneously like analytical and get really deep into the Mm -hmm. nitty gritty (laughs) Coraline we got there we did it let's DTR let's do it defining the relationship how do we feel about Coraline now that we looked at it through a little bit more of an analytical lens (gasps) much like through the taffy triangle oh there we go there you go and how does it resonate with us now I'll start us off Please do. Definitely 
in these last 90 minutes have a much, <laughs> much I'm a new person. Yeah. Much more renewed respect and affection for this film. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's like my favorite film of all time. No. I definitely think I like it. I don't know if I love it myself because it's mm-hmm. not like, you know, it's not like Nightmare Before Christmas. I love that movie. With Coraline, I definitely really, really like it. Yeah. After analyzing it, I get its themes better, but not just that on like the higher level. I think at a base level, beautifully animated. Uh, the song that the other father sings is fantastic. And just the visuals and the melding of sort of the more childlike style with mm-hmm. legit horror imagery, I think is fantastic. I think this is a film that anyone who likes either of the things, horror or animation or both, should watch and appreciate. Mm-hmm. I do definitely think it's it's kind of the case of still. There's some scenes where it's like, ah, they're just trying to be a little weird. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, definitely like this movie. My relationship with this is kind of more of a... Uh, it's kind of like the uh, the guy down the street who at first you thought was really weird. He's kind of eccentric. He like goes outside and vacuums his front lawn. Oh, like, Mr. What, Babinski. Yeah, what the hell is this guy doing? But then, you know, you really sit down, you think about it, and you learn information, and you realize he's not just being weird to be weird. There's a reason behind it. There's a method to his madness, and I think that this movie also has a method. And by the end, you can really understand why it's doing what it's doing. I got respect for it in that way. Fair enough. Well, since I brought this film to us, I would definitely say that I I would have to say I'm show dependent on it. Mm -hmm. I watched this movie at a time in my life where I was very much like Coraline. I was older, but I was very much in that phase of adolescence where I just wanted to rebel. I wanted to do things that I knew I wasn't supposed to. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be Coraline who made that stack of haphazard books and steal that key for sure you know i i wanted to be that rebel so Mm -hmm. she's just kind of like an icon to me of perseverance yeah and trust in yourself and i think she represents being a unique individual regardless of what other people may say or think and it's not that she you know is ever really ridiculed for the way she looks yeah in the in the movie but you can definitely tell it's she feels like she's out of place Uh so i think it's just a really nice film it's good to look at it it's kind of like eye candy really for me um i get a lot of joy out of watching it and it's spooky yeah it it was like the first movie that i could confidently watch and be like yeah this is kind of unnerving yeah and i like it Mm mm-hmm that was the weird thing. It was kind of like my pivot into being more comfortable watching horror. It is for you what Resident Evil 4 was for me. Right. Where it was it was your first moment where you were like, not only can I do horror, but I actually kind of love this mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to start getting more into it. Yeah. Which is super awesome to have yeah. like that one thing where you know like this is where it sort of yeah. changed for me. I mean, Nightmare was like that, but Nightmare was never scary. No. You know? It's no, not no. a scary movie. Aesthetically, it might be a little, ooh, ooh. but it's not It's not horrifying in mm-hmm. the way that Coraline is. It's a Christmas movie. There you go. 
(laughs) (laughs) But I, in summation, I am definitely show dependent on this film. If you haven't watched it, please go watch it. Especially as we get to into our sweater weather, Mm -hmm. spooky pumpkin spice season. It's a good kickoff. It is. And I'm happy we're starting with this one. Well, there you have it, friends. Thank you for listening to us really break down Coraline. If you liked what you heard, please give us a follow. Download this episode and our past ones and spread the word. Tell your other mother, father, sister, brother, (laughs) that you can find Show Dependent on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we will be there. If you want to give us a follow on Twitter, on Instagram, the name is at Show Dependent Pod. That is S H O Dependent Pod. If you want to give myself a follow, you can find me at Victor V Sweet on Twitter, on Twitch. Uh, getting in the spooky season is probably going to play a lot more spooky games. Kind of want to try and focus on my stream a little bit more. I've kind of neglected it, but not only am I going to be doing spooky things, also going to be bringing back my wrestling. So. A lot of fun stuff there. Come check it out. And my love, my other half. Mm -hmm. Where can you be found? You can find me petting a cat on a stoop in the rain, looking out Uh at the world and thinking, (laughs) oh, I miss the sunshine. But you can also find me on Twitter at DJ Vivich. Uh-huh. So it's Virgo season, people. And in that measure... We want you to save the date for what I perceive to be a very Virgo-heavy themed uh, film. (laughs) Okay. Because this movie is all about controlling your own world. And if there's one thing we know about Virgos is that they love control. Mm. Our next film is going to be what I consider a a quintessential horror of our... our, We love it. We are going to be talking about As Above, So Below. Mm-hmm, up the ass hey <laughs> david for the podcast hey, you'll you'll figure out why that is it's really dumb but look forward to that and mm-hmm. more because god is this a film that i think is getting more respect these days and deserves it as it should and something to get you into the spooky mood you probably think this world is a dream come true but you're wrong 